0: I'm calling this meeting to order. We'll start with the roll call. If you wouldn't mind, just.
1: Thoman, Deanna, present.
0: Stork, Noah, present. Grinsley, Cecile. Uh, Kevin Boyd. Jordan
2: Sullivan, Carl Brown. Sharon DeGrasse.
0: All right, so we got item A and B done. Uh, the first item is uh, any th- public discussion, anything not in the agenda. I don't know if anyone's here for something that is not on the agenda, does not look like it. So, all right, so the first item is a certificate of appropriateness, item D. Uh, The first one is for uh, 110 East College Street.
3: Okay, Uh, 110 East College Street is located here in the East College Street Historic District. Uh, This is the front of the house. As described in the staff report, it is a two story gable roof um, cottage. We have exposed purlins at the roof line and at the porch. We have exposed rafter tails with an open soffit. Um, Most of the wider windows on the second floor are four over one double hung windows. The windows on the first floor tend to be three over one double hung windows, as you can see here. And we'll also see on the back there's a lap siding with a little bit of a wider lap in the lower in the first story of the house. And there are corner boards. Then there's a a band board with a little drip edge. And then there's a more narrow lap siding on the second floor, and it has mitered corners. On the back of the house is the screen porch that was added um, in the past. I've described that in the staff report. The current project is to remove that screen porch and add a one story addition I was mistaken in the staff report it's not a bedroom it's a multi-purpose room it will have a first floor bath in it Um, and part of the consideration here is getting something that works with the house as well as you know the screen porch did but also make sure we can avoid the uh, second story window here Um, Here's just another detail of it. Part of the plan is to uh, salvage some of the wood that's still in good condition from this to help build the entry stoop at the back of the house. The owner is concerned with making sure that you know things are done in a sustainable practice and also that things match the house as well. This is the uh, plan of the addition. So north is to the top. We have the front porch area, the main body of the house with the little bump out on the west side. And then this is the addition. As you can see, it's set in from the corners of the house. There will be a pair of windows on the west side, mimicking the pair of windows in the bump out. There will be a triplet of windows in the rear similar to the ones in the front of the house we'll have the entry stoop and then um, the bathroom area and there will be a a smaller window i believe that it's actually going to be in this location here we have um, an elevation as as i mentioned in the um, staff report there were some drawings submitted and there They needed some tweaking. There was a hip roof instead of a gable roof and several things like that. And I believe these drawings have all been updated. So this is the the current proposal. We have a gable roof. It has the three purlins um, that are exposed like on the front porch, same general height as the front porch, as you can note. And we can go back to the photos if you need to. We're not going to be matching this um, mid-level band board here as the the horizontal area we're going to be matching what the porch does instead so it's a little bit lower in some houses like this you might see where the the eve end of the first floor somehow aligns with um, this band board you're going to find that more often in older like taller houses like queen anne's and stuff like this but that's not the case with this house So here you see the rear exterior door. It's going to be a half light door with panels below the three windows. The siding and trim will match the lower level to which it's attached so we can match the coursing and the siding. Um, The foundation will match the stucco coated foundation on the main house as well. And here you can see where it's avoiding this existing window. So this is the west side. The west side has the bump out in the main body of the house. Here is the addition. So we have a pair of windows mimicking that. And again, we can see that the addition is meant to line up with the roof on the front porch. Uh, The rear bump um, stoop is there, too. This is the east side. The east side is a little bit more simple, though all the windows are singles. There are a couple smaller windows on the first floor, so this window will uh, mimic this window that I believe is probably in the kitchen area. Um, there's an existing door to grade here. And again, we're just kind of mimicking what the porch does. Only it's a, a little bit wider. Um, all of the materials here will be uh, wood to match the house. We'll have wood um, siding. We can, of course, approve some board in this case if they want it. And we have corner boards, so it would be easy to match that. And that would be up to the owner. Um, the trim will be wood. And I believe that they are also going to have the windows um, as wood as well. The window and door product information still does need to be approved on this project. But generally, um, the the owner also wants to do what would follow the guidelines. So staff is not really concerned about that. Um, Let's see, what else do we have? Yeah, so it's a fairly simple, straightforward project. We do have a lift, an accessibility lift, that will be attached to the rear stoop. Um, It's shown here in this case, and uh, generally anywhere that that would need to be to be installed would be fine. Um, The railing will match the... um, you know our general railing we're not going to match the front porch railing which is um has siding instead of spindles so it would just be a, a general square spindle um, so yes the recommended motion is an approval with the door and window product submitted
0: all right so just to remind everyone the order of operations here the commission will just ask jessica jessica any questions there may be something she presented that we didn't quite understand we'll open it up for the applicant to talk okay. if 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 any of you are the applicant and would like to you do not have to you're welcome to um, and they'll kind of uh, close the public hearing have a motion and then discuss it among ourselves so um, anyway are there any questions for jessica just to understand what exactly she presented if not we're, we'd love to have the, we'd invite the applicant to speak if you'd like you're not obligated to great. if you just would sign in for our minute taker too please
4: I interject now or after? Okay.
5: Can I take this? You can. Sure. Yep. Okay. I feel more comfortable speaking without it. Um, my name is Bill Wilson. Um, we purchased the house about 15 years ago. Before that, we had rented on Iowa Avenue. I was astonished at the difference. Three blocks makes a huge difference when it's from a non-historic to a historic neighborhood. It was a pleasant surprise. Conce- oh, excuse me. Consequently, in designing the addition, I've tried to consider the neighborhood. Um, I could have designed. A less expensive, a more expen- a less expensive addition that would serve as a bedroom and bathroom, but um, I wanted to consider the neighborhood too. Um, if I'm, if we did a smaller addition that is basically just a bedroom with a, uh, with a bathroom, um, it's going to look very attractive as an investment property with four bedrooms and two baths. Um, so I didn't do that. I designed something more in keeping with the first floor of the house um, because both my husband and I are in our 70s. Um, what, what we've designed would make a very nice home office um, and would, which would make it more attractive to a buyer who was intending to live in the building. So that's about all I can say. And not very well, but.
0: (laughs) Great, thank you very much.
5: Um, And if you have any questions about the the project, we'd be happy to answer them.
0: Do you have any questions for the homeowner? I think we're all right. Thank you very much. Anyone else from the public would like to speak? If not, then I think we need a motion on the floor so that we can, um, discuss,
2: uh, Seligran. I move to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at, uh, 1110 East college street as presented in the staff report with the following conditions that the door and window product is approved by staff. Degray second
0: Any discussion.
1: I just want to say it's a sharp design and I appreciate the detail and time you put into it. It, it looks appropriate to me. um It blends in very nicely with the um historic home that you're living in. So I appreciate that. Yeah,
5: and as out, it's one of three houses, very similar oh. proportion. My, my neighbors are there. Um, oh. and, uh, you know, they were solid middle class houses. They weren't fancy, but they're very comfortable.
0: Thank you. I just, I'm going to kind of relay what you said a little bit for our minute taker, just so that they can, they can hear what you said. So no, you don't need to, you don't need to say it again. I just was going to say that the applicant commented on the nature of her house and her neighborhood and trying to make it fit again. So I just wanted to, so you don't have to get back up. I just want to make sure our minute taker knows that that
4: happened. So I think we're good. Jessica, how often does the commission approve bathrooms in addition like that?
3: You know, I think that uh, most of the time when somebody comes to the commission in order to do a one story addition on a historic house, a bathroom is included almost every time. If not, then it's somehow a kitchen addition and they usually add a bathroom somewhere internally from the area that used to be the kitchen. It's a common thing.
4: And, and the- clarify for myself right that generally when we're talking about something like this our purview is not how they are configuring the interior space it's
3: correct we we usually don't need even a plan for our review when we have a plan usually it is to explain a window configuration or maybe something like you know we are mimicking the smaller window in this one and, you know, just showing kind of the area where that is might make sense since, since we're not, you know, matching one of the larger windows on the east side. But, but yeah, we don't actually care what the use of the space on the inside is.
4: Well, and, and to your point, I think part of the concern of, of bathroom in space like that is, is the square area. And so historically, that could be an impact if you're adding a large space as an addition but i totally love using the wood on the exterior and the window design i think that's all great i was also concerned about the railing in the back is that historical or is that more of a a certain necessity design
3: railing uh, this landing will be probably at least 30 inches above grade. And so a railing would be required. And it would be actually similar to the railing that is in here. Um, this railing is slightly unusual for us because the bottom rail actually goes to the ground. And, and we've already talked to, that, uh, talked to the applicant about that. It's t- typical instead for the railing to be raised up you know just less than four inches so we follow code but that way you can push all the snow and leaves and everything off of that that area without as many issues if the railing went to the ground.
6: I particularly appreciate that you replicated the pitch of the roof on the main part of the house uh, instead of just going with a flat roof which would have been less expensive but this is much more attractive and appropriate to the house I think.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, you could really tell the attention that that somebody who's lived in this house and appreciates this house is uh, is really put some thought and care into this addition. Well, and
3: we've been working on this project since last fall. This is a um, 2021 application.
0: Any other comments? Otherwise, I think we're ready to to vote. Um, All right, there's a motion. All in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, the motion carries. Thank you, that is approved. Thank you very much. Thanks. Um, All right, sorry, Uh, on to the next item. Uh, This is 109 and 119 East College Street, Local Landmark.
3: Yeah, and I'll explain the uh, addresses, what's going on here is they submitted the application under the address of 119 East College. We approved the uh, tower building as an addition to 109 East College. And so that's why I've added 109. I did go and clarify with the building officials that the towers address will actually be 123 East College, (laughs) so it won't be either of those. Um, So the project we're talking about is the signage for the tower addition to uh, 109 East College, which is located here. We have College Street, Clinton Street downtown. Um, it's the West Bay of the Dooley block. Um, this is the plan, so I'll kind of explain. We have um, the, the corner bank building. So this is Clinton Street. This is College Street and the pedestrian mall. Here are the buildings. So we have uh, martinis, the union bar soap opera revival. Um, and we move down here to 109, which used to be Giovanni's. And so at the alley, there is a. Tall tower building, and it's located here in the plan. So this is the alley. Um, at the time when this was approved by the commission, these were some of the renderings. so I brought them back just to kind of remind you of the tower. So this says view from South Clinton Street. This is where oh, Hothouse Yoga was here. or It might still be there, and this is kind of the view of the tower from there this says view from the graduate hotel entry and that's that's not correct this is from the um, parking lot in the corner of Burlington and Clinton Um, I unfortunately think that this might be a representation of the building that replaces the mill because this is the parking lot that was on the west side of the mill anyway this is the tower that we're talking about and here we have a view from the graduate hotel entry so this is Dubuque Street, this is what Estella's is is in this building, and and this is the view. So we will have a sign that goes in this location. Uh, To meet code, it's actually smaller than what we are showing there. Uh, There is going to be a sign in this location right here, and there is a little sign at this location, because I think that the pedestrians might enter somehow in this general area. Uh, So this is the first sign. So this is the one on the end. And it was it was something that we looked at it and compared it to the sign code and then they revised it smaller. So this is smaller than the first time it came through to us. They can only meet um, 90 square feet, I believe, is the total that they can have in this area. And it also has to be just a percentage of the wall space on which the sign is installed and that's all part of the sign code itself. Um, so this explains that the sign will um, where is that? Oh, um, it's an aluminum sign, painted white, white polycarbonate face. So it has kind of that Lexan like or or kind of. Um, well, it's a polycarbonate that will be the the sign here, and there's a very tiny word "the," which likely won't be visible. This shows the sign that's on the end so that from the Dubuque Street entrance, as you can see, it's very small on this elevation. Uh, It's uh, about seven square feet. The letters are about 19 inches tall and it's about mm, 55 inches long. And then this is the third sign Um, they've cut the building short so that this line is a cut line. So the tower extends off to the uh, east a little further. But it shows that it's fitting in that that top band at the top of the wall. And in all cases, I believe I'll go back here uh, to make sure. Yeah, in all cases, we have a um, aluminum body for the letters and a polycarbonate face, so they're all the same and they will all be illuminated, I am sure. Yes, they are. Um, basically, they meet the sign code. They were expected. They're going to be up very high. Uh, not a lot of our, our guidelines talk about this. I included some of the information um, uh, from the uh, downtown district's sign guidelines as well. And um, they also had had made an area that was like the dedicated sign band in each case. And so for those reasons, staff recommends approval of the project. All
0: right. So just any clarifying questions. These are just things you didn't maybe understand.
1: Um, I'm curious, Jessica, so we're we're looking at the sign design um, and I'm newer to this commission. I'm wondering, did we ever consider the building design? I'm just curious about the history of that.
3: Yeah. And so what happened is um, I'm not going to remember all the dates. Maybe I put it in here.
1: That's fine.
3: Um, What happened is the commission actually looked at this project preliminarily as something whether or not the commission could kind of get on board with it what was going to end up happening is they were going to landmark these four buildings in exchange for some um, height and density bonuses, I believe, for the the tower building. The tower itself was designed to be back on the alley so that visually it wouldn't appear to be part of the downtown district so much. It would be something back and behind and, uh, and above. And so the commission uh, not only re- commented on preliminary designs so that the developer would have some idea that the commission could support what they were going to do, Then the commission reviewed the landmark designation for those properties. And then finally, they came through and we reviewed the changes to the facades on the four buildings. There were some slight changes and some changes to the rear elevations. Uh, Of course, there was a demolition of the rear addition to one of the buildings and, and several things that happened. And in part of that, we approved to some degree, the tower addition. We looked at the fact that they had some material coloring that could kind of work with the building, that there was that separation to visually separate it. Um, Yeah, generally, that's that's kind of what we looked at. And then, of course, the sign comes to you because it's still on a building on a landmark property, even though it's back at the alley. We have approved and I talked about this in the staff report too. We've approved some commercial signs for just staff approval because we're getting applications for them over and over again. But this sign just by the nature of it being on this tall building and it's a modern building, it didn't meet the, the conditions for staff approval. So it necessarily had to come to the commission for approval.
0: Other clarifying questions before we get into discussion. I don't think we have any public comment but let's get that done if we can. Um, Any members of the public here to speak on this particular project? If not let's get a motion on the floor so we can discuss.
7: Oh, DeGrasse, I move to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 109 East College Street as presented in the application.
2: Seligran second.
0: Right, any discussion?
2: I do appreciate that reproportion, uh, the the smaller. I I think it lo- I think it fits nicely in the space comparatively. So, just want to say that. I don't know if the way the
7: NEST is presented exactly the way it'll appear on the building, the N and the E are too close together. <laughs> it just it starts to look like ST is a separate word or abbreviation. So I would open the space between n and e and my specialty is typography so that's why i see
3: that (laughs) yeah and i think sherry that while they probably made their best effort to make the rendering accurate i think Mm -hmm. that the the measured drawing is probably supposed to be accurate accurate Mm -hmm. this here yeah so yeah it is
7: you almost want to double the the gap that's between n and e right now Mm -hmm. and
2: match what's between the e and the curve mm -hmm. of the s yeah that's what i would do as well you kind of
7: visually add up the white space in your head and introduce that white space between the n and the e i
3: i can certainly let the the sign per it's someone i've known actually professionally for more than a decade so I can certainly provide the comments oh, because sure. of your professional. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: our our purview just, is just—is this what was presented appropriate or not appropriate for this mm-hmm. building? No, yeah.
3: Now, I, I mean, I the, can't say that typography falls under the purview of the commission, but approval of the design of the sign is, and so, you know, I can just say to.
7: That was like helpful hints from Heloise. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I mean. Look at it. You know that
3: that's certainly you know, if, if you choose. Oops, if you choose to approve it, I can just then say and there were some comments about this. And yeah, if you want to include that, that they must adjust something that is certainly within you. You're des- you're approving the sign. So you can do that if you wanted to. I think
7: it's fine. I just added that comment to be helpful.
0: Yeah, I think we should maybe provide them th- that comment, but I, I'm comfortable as presented.
1: I agree with providing mm-hmm. that information, please.
0: <laughs> All right. Any other discussion?
4: So I'm I'm curious in in the materials you provided when it talks about best practices and what's encouraged and what to avoid.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: So it talks about internally illuminated plastic-faced letter forms or backlit acrylic faced
0: cabinet signs? Is that what this is?
3: It's not, and I've actually had this clarified because that's part of our Iowa City sign regulations as well. Okay. And so if you think of signs specifically from maybe the 70s where it would be a big box where the, the letters are printed on it and the entire thing is illuminated. So, you know, it's the background and the letters. It's
0: all on one. Piece. I still th- have like, like uh, dive bars often have that uh, yeah. as their got it, yeah signage.
3: In this case, since it's the letters themselves that are illuminated, you're not. They're not doing what is what they can't do. Okay, got it. Basically.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, ready to vote. All in favor, say yeah. aye. 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 Aye, aye. Any opposed? All right. Motion carries on to the Montgomery Butler House. Uh, I, this is the third time we've talked about this, but um, I, we're making some progress here, folks. So let me just provide a little bit of context and uh, in, in history. And then we need to vote. There's a me- there was a memo that is a blank for what we do tonight. Um, uh, I went to the Parks Recreation Commission last month. Uh, they unanimously supported this uh, our um, hopes to have a working group to uh, make some um, decisions around this property. And just as a reminder, uh, you know, in uh, May of 1839, Iowa City was chosen to be home of the new territorial and state capitol. Um, the problem was there was no capitol building here yet, right, it was the middle of nothing. Um, and many other cities who wanted to be the new capital offered space temporarily in hopes they could kind of steal away the capitol. Um, Walter and Elizabeth Butler, who were among the first settlers in Iowa City, understood that that was a very real risk and quickly built a frame structure to offer it to the legislature um, where they met. It was called Butler's Capitol or the lean-to Capitol. I think the rush um, construction job made it lean a little. Um, uh, saving Iowa City's place and the future capital location. Uh, I kind of think of them as the godparents of, of Iowa City. Uh, two years later, In 1841, new arrivals were still exciting news for pioneers. The second territorial governor arrived, people showed up at the hotel to meet him. A month later, the steamboat arrived, the Ripple. This is, I'm gonna see if I can get the Ripple in twice this meeting, it's gonna happen. Um, And impromptu parties were kind of welcoming them. That same year, two African-Americans, Frank and Martha Reno from Ohio, arrived to purchase a lot and build a home for their young family across from the Capitol. Uh, Capitol Square that was still not yet being it was still being built but they discovered newly passed racist black codes territorial laws meant to punish and discourage black people from coming to Iowa the renos now in Iowa City needed a white person to put up a $500 bond for them to stay the butlers community leaders made a public show of how terrible the law was and secured that bond trying to set a welcoming tone for the new Capitol as much as they could given the awful laws i feel very um, familiar with frustrations with what's happening at the state, uh, what state legislative laws look like um, that may be out of step. Um, but so the, the godparents of I City, the butlers built this house on the, on the bluff of the Iowa River. Walter died, Elizabeth married Martin Montgomery, and the families of the butlers and Montgomery's ran a ferry service to help pioneers cross the Iowa River. There are very few historic assets as old as this property pre-Civil War from 1859. It deserves a conversation before its history is gone and a 165 year old building is simply added to the landfill. And that's what we're asking to do um, is to have a conversation with stakeholders to explore what should become of this property, to address it um, and think about what it might be used as. Um, When I was at the last meeting, there was like the parks and rec meeting, there was like eight people there to talk about swim lanes and swim times. Mm -hmm. And several of them had some ideas just sitting and listening. um, which I thought was kind of encouraging. They were just regular citizens. So I think there's some opportunities for people in Iowa City to consider what might be able to be used for the site. Um, so we're hoping to um, I would ask for your vote again um, to, to uh, send the request to the city council, to staff, um, a working group to figure out what to exactly to do with this property. And I will try to keep it short and that's it. But I had to get a little history in because we don't get to do it nearly enough.
3: And for the procedure here, somebody should make a motion. You know, it could be generally about.
0: Oh, to approve, to, to sign approve, on to the. To
3: approve the memo to be sent or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's a memo to create a, a board or a commission. It's just kind of a,
0: a working group, group is what it's, it's called. I think group. it's the, the, the specific request is, assuming we vote in favor tonight, both the historic preservation commission and the parks and recreation commission are requesting the formation of a working group to investigate possible reuses of the Montgomery Butler house that would include include appropriate city staff members of both the commissions, uh, the Iowa river trail and waterworks park users. Last time there was a waterworks park issue, like 300 people emailed the city council Um, and perhaps other interested members of the public. We asked for support of the working group. The goal would be to explore potential uses and recommend to city leadership, a decision of some kind on this property, the parks and rec commission unanimously supported this idea at their March 9th 2022 meeting and it's up to us on what we do tonight and then there's some background that's that you have access to um was in the was in the packet but that's the request
7: do we want to include the word preserve in that description
0: i don't i might have if i would have done it sooner but this is exactly what the parks commission approved so i don't want to i want to have us approve the same thing okay that's all right i wish i would have had that edit Two months ago but here we are any questions
7: uh, i guess it, in uh, making a motion we can include the word preserve
0: if we i would prefer to just approve the, the memo as written because okay. if not then i have to go in and explain that there's a slight difference between the two commissions and i'd okay. really rather not
7: All right. do
0: that I think any decision is going to come back to us at some point.
7: Mm-hmm. Do you have one down there, a motion?
1: I'm trying to think if I can construct this. Um, Thoman uh, moves to approve a memo as written about creating a working group to explore the reuses of the Montgomery Butler House.
0: That sounds great. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Brown second. Any other discussion? All in favor? Aye. Uh, Aye. Any opposed? All right, thank you folks. I will keep you posted on that progress. Great.
4: Did you end up fitting ripple in there twice or only
0: once? Oh, you're gonna get it later. Okay. R- the it. ripple's Sorry. coming, Before two agenda items, the ripple's coming. <laughs> um, all right, uh, uh, item F. Thank you. Report on certificates by staff and chair. Yes, thank you very much. Excited to see your project come together.
3: Okay, for certificates of no material effect, we have um, 1113 East College shown here. They have a really great barn garage in the back. Um, They're having problems with the foundation and water getting in and so this garage barn will get a new foundation. Um, It was suggested by staff to set up on a slight curb to avoid the water issue. I'm not sure exactly what they'll do. Um, 422 Brown Street so this is the White House in the um, Blacks Gaslight Village that we all are familiar with in the front of the house there's an enclosed porch and the apartment that's adjacent to the enclosed porch has a basement patio (laughs) and so like all of Black's Gaslight Village it's a little interesting there is a retaining wall along here as you can see here and it's poured concrete and they're replacing it they're going to use concrete block but they're going to put a skim coat on it so it still looks nice ish Mm -hmm. and they have also been instructed that the railing will actually need to meet the guidelines um, if it needs to be reconstructed so it doesn't right now because the spindles are attached to the outside and the bottom rail isn't in the right place there's multiple reasons why it's not appropriate um, we had uh, at least a couple minor reviews uh, 1027 east college there's a lot on east college for some reason and it tends to come in clumps um, this was just a roof replacement this house is um, being sold currently and by the way, uh, going back, we, we review each uh, property and pro- past projects as we go. And this uh, house did not have a porch at one point in time. And and so that commission had approved this porch as the reconstruction. Uh, 505 Clark Street has a, a historic garage. They're just replacing the door and then they have some other repairs. Um, Intermediate review. Okay, so this is one of the alterations to the front of um, some of these new landmark buildings. So this was a um, minor alteration to something we had approved, which means it's an um, intermediate review. One of the things is that on the old Sears building, they are installing a new storefront door, entry door here, which we knew about and approved. This pair of doors, which are just solid steel without any windows, um, we're going to remain, but they actually are so rusted through they cannot. And so they will be replacing them with a pair of doors that look very similar to what they're putting in the other bay. So we'll match the interesting thing here is that uh, as part of the project, there is an elevator tower now that is located inside the building in about this area. Um, and so these will not be operable doors. They are just to look like doors. They won't have hardware or anything, so there won't be any people trying to use them to escape or anything. But um, they will appear like doors, but they won't be. The other thing is on um, uh, 109, The if you ever went to Giovanni's, there was that interesting little triangular alcove that you would walk in. It was put in there so that they would have a, 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 a more controlled entry from, you know, breezes going into the building. It's at an angle because of some uh, the fire suppression system. Piping happened to come up through the floor right in that location. Uh, there is not going to be a door there. Actually, this storefront would not have access for people going in and out of it. It will communicate with the other buildings. So what they're going to do is remove the alcove and again, put a a fake door. It'll look just like a door, but it won't have hardware anymore so that we always maintain the historic storefronts having a door as a part of the architectural language and a part of their historic character um 508 south summit street this was a rear um, addition and um entry porch that the commission had approved last year and it was a simple change Um, they instead of having a pair of uh, French doors here they have gone down to one door and a window and then and moved the stair over so it was just a small change Uh, 1415 Davenport Street this is uh, the historic Rose Hill house and this was actually a case of uh, work without a permit uh, that was accidentally discovered they're building a sauna and as an occupiable space with electrical and everything going to it it actually needs to be either fully attached to the house which we would have discouraged as a basement Addition. And so it will be moved three feet away from the house per the building code. It's going to be a small sauna. It has reclaimed windows that won't actually have a visible door. The uh, door will have siding on it. So it's kind of a hidden door um, and it's a very tiny structure. We approve that as an intermediate review.
0: Right, right, we're up to the approval of minutes for the March 10th meeting. Does anyone have any edits? If not We have a motion to approve the minutes.
2: Uh Seliger and I move to approve the minutes for March 10, 2022.
0: Brown second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? The minutes are approved. Um, all right, uh, also in the agenda packet was um, the um, downtown Iowa City is applying to be a cultural and entertainment district. It's a new designation by the state. They were putting together an application um, and asked us as a commission to weigh in. Uh, The application was due last week. I wrote a letter on our behalf. Uh, I made it very vague, used that I was chair and referred to the preservation community rather than the commission. So um, that letter is in the packet as a heads up and. uh, Thing that sometimes we need to do just to, to be in there I referenced the Ripple in the letter I talk about it being a of, uh, downtown city being a place of impromptu gatherings from our founding when the Ripple showed up they threw them a party and <laughs> um, so there's the Ripple twice in what's, one night.
6: what's the effect of having a designation
0: like that it seems just sort of flim flam to me you know I didn't really ask they asked Is me for art, it arts funding perhaps I think there's some funding that comes with it Um,
6: okay. I mean, isn't every down, well, maybe not every downtown is
0: a, I mean, you need to get out of Iowa city. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Places. They are, But then um, you're just stating the obvious. Well, hopefully the, the, whoever, the applicant, the people agree and, uh, you can get it designated here. So, um, all right. Um, on to item, I, the commission discussion, this is the awards we have awards for the, we have, we do annual awards. (laughs)
3: Yeah, um, so we do an awards presentation every year uh, when we've had them in person. Um, Last few years, we had uh, like 100 people show up, so they're well attended. They're one of our only outreach events, and so we do recommend continuing them. This year would be the 39th, so it seems that at least we should have two more. It is something that's uh, in the past had been a very heavy staff time, and we just can't do that anymore. Um, I mean, it used to take a full 10 to 15 hours a week for the entire time for staff to do that. So we do need the commission to be involved. The process is usually um, we collect um, nominations. Um, We had someone today nominate their property and they're highly deserving of of an award. And we have contractors who nominate uh, hopefully occasionally uh, you see projects in your districts. We also are aware of projects that have been approved, of course, and we can uh, have nominations from properties that they must be historic but they do not need to be in one of the designated districts. We then meet as a subcommittee to decide who might get an award and in what categories. And then we send notification to the property owners uh, soliciting information about their project. And then we create an awards presentation. We invite the contractors. We invite the owners. We create um, award certificates to provide for them we have done the last couple online um i think that for the commission members who were involved that made it a little bit maybe easier for me it was more fun that way but the attendance is of course very low and last year we had an issue it they couldn't watch it at the same time it was being done like they could the first year because there was They had to wait for the recording. It was unfortunate, um, but it it did happen. And so basically the commission needs to decide if they want to continue with this and how we might proceed. One of the things we need to do is is decide on a date or come up with an idea or a plan to decide on a date. And um, usually we need at least two and a half to three months in advance to really work through that.
2: Did we do September last year?
3: Was it? Last year, it was scheduled for May like the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, but frankly, we staff was not ready. And so we had to postpone um, there. There are some elements of the presentation itself that staff has to do because we have the information and we end up with the photos. And so, um, yeah, we ended up postponing it to July
2: last year.
6: Mm-hmm. Did we had the same problem for, 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 from staff's point of view last year? And we tried, I thought, to modify it a little bit. Was it any less of a burden for you last year than previously?
3: It was less of a burden. First of all, um, staff was less involved in writing the scripts, mm-hmm. and so that the script writing went, uh, I thought, much better than normal. Um,
2: so <laughs> oh, good! I just remember being so entertained. Yeah
0: that i thought that every time i see that house i think of
2: (laughs) it was i mean it was
3: exciting well and what was nice about that too is i mean we do have to keep some genericness about how they are delivered because we want to make sure that we put forward you know our best vision and use our correct language and stuff and that was done but at the same time cecile Your script, I mean, only you could have delivered that script. You know, it was like, it was from you, and it had not only your personality, but the storytelling, and and it really worked. Well,
6: when we have as when we give as many awards as we're giving, we've got to find some way to inject some feeling into it, and that's why I liked um, your recommendation of having a musical introduction that was appropriate to. I
2: recommend that. You did.
6: I thought it was ingenious.
2: But I also recommended having uh, the. The um, the in memoriam of the buildings of the, yeah. buildings, that of have the buildings. Yes, yes that's, that's good
0: too. Uh, well sometime we're just going to th- throw that in. Um.
6: We should. I mean, that gives it some liveliness and yeah. makes it interesting and something to be talked about. I, I think,
2: think so too. Yeah.
3: Anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and I think that. You know, part of it is having the commission involved because there's not a lot except for coming to meetings that you need to do. And so, you know, I don't know if maybe we want to not have it. We have to have the this the subcommittee when they meet to decide who gets the awards that actually cannot be a quorum. We can't have a quorum for that because then it needs to be a public meeting. And traditionally, we don't want to have to discuss whether or not somebody gets an award in front of somebody who might not be happy about that. The history of the awards used to be that the applicants would apply. We brought in reviewers from elsewhere who would publicly go through the projects and decide who got awards or not. And there was a lot of contentiousness. And so we do not do that. (laughs) You know, it's all a feel good thing. Completely, But I'm wondering if, except for that part, if maybe, you know, there could be some semblance of a whole commission involvement and little bits of things that need to be done, uh, not everybody was going to want to present. Not everybody can go install yard signs. You know, there there's likely some task, large or small that anybody could do.
0: I think the other key thing is that makes it more manageable is not being a little more judicious with the number of awards we give Mm -hmm. i feel like we're we get in these meetings and they're like give an award they're free everyone gets one and then we have to write a script for each Mm -hmm. one and and gather photos and put it, it just i feel like in some ways keeping it a representation of what has of the best of what has happened i think keeping it a little a little more judicious i think helps keep the work um light and also makes the awards a little more um you know have more prestige yeah I guess. It,
2: is, have, is, has there been a standard in the past that it's it's al, it's not always something that comes under review
0: no no it doesn't have to be it could but be would any... that
2: be helpful because we'd have all this information well, available but we do i mean
3: so the painting projects are not going to be something that comes under review gotcha, right because we don't review painting but yet they tend to be really obvious yeah. and uh, um it's a lot easier for people to we tend to give more painting awards than anything else just because sometimes the difference is spectacular yes, it's and e, e, uh, a lot more people do those than say additions or rehabilitations or something It's exciting
2: like but it's not necessarily exciting to write about I learned <laughs> no <laughs> there's only so much you can say
3: yeah yeah and so in those cases it's nice if you there's something about the house or if the we do I mean we send them and ask them to provide a narrative some property owners write pages I mean we've gotten a five page report about their project before and we have to boil it down to a paragraph you know so it's it's yeah I got really
6: chewed out because I didn't use what the uh, owner had written you know or didn't use more oh, of
3: it <laughs> yeah. appreciate i usually try to let them know that that you that was great but we're going to use a small part can of we, it
0: again. can i ask a question about I, I feel like the first step is getting nominations right like
3: mm-hmm.
0: what do you you guys send out stuff to your like to known contractors is that
3: yeah and at the last meeting carl made a good suggestion about you know just periodically or every month reminding the commission to, you know, if you see something, say something. (laughs) But uh, yeah, um, we in the past would email our contractors and say, hey, do you have any projects? And, uh, you know, uh,
0: I mean, some it's
3: it's sometimes it's it's just difficult to even compile that email to get You know, get their all their email addresses together, and and make sure you're not leaving
2: anybody out. Yeah.
3: The other thing that we have done before is put a notice on our Facebook page, but since we haven't done anything with our Facebook page in like two and a half years now,
2: well, we could. That it could be something though that we like if we, you know, I don't know. Yeah. What we would do is say we're now accepting nominations Mm -hmm. for the
3: awards. Please submit your awards. And then all of us Here share by know. this date. Mm-hmm. We usually set a deadline for those awards.
0: I, I'm just, I'm wondering, like to me, that is the, like, we, the first step. And then once like, we can get that moving, mm-hmm. you know, either with us collecting stuff in our neighborhoods or stuff we see around, hopefully it'll be nice out. Maybe we can use it as a reason to get out and walk in a neighborhood. It's, Unlikely. You know.
2: But
6: I think it's important to con- ask the contractors just to keep in their mind that there is such a thing as an historic preservation commission because we're easily forgotten sometimes. Yeah.
3: No, no, and we can certainly email them too, like we always yeah. have. That's not a big yeah. deal. I have also, you know, I've been here seven years now and, and each year my ability to keep a list running list you know has improved (laughs) so not by a whole lot but i I
0: just wonder if we want to set like a, a deadline for you know the second half of may or the end of may six weeks from now to just get those in okay and then at our main like for us meaning that we have a another meeting in may to remind us we can get if you you know i don't know if that fits in your work schedule to be able to send out the contractors you know we can figure out what the facebook page says i don't know that
3: Sure. So you're thinking that we could sometime soonish, we could send out a notice to contractors, maybe on the Facebook page, you guys could look around or think yep. about it a little mm-hmm. bit, go through all well, email
0: friends projects. of preservation and ask them to start yeah, the and, nominations too.
3: And have a deadline of, um, I would
0: say like the end of May, which would give us, and then at that May meeting perhaps, or maybe the June meeting, we could set a date and a, uh, an involvement process knowing kind of what that looks like
3: yeah and we would have to decide frankly one of the biggest decisions would be is it tele uh, you know taped or is it live
2: and then if it's live where is it i was i'm feeling september i don't know you know
6: well we I had like, said once before it was a good idea to have it later in the year because people would have finished perhaps their renovations by the fall, or that's usually a goal.
3: Yeah. The interesting thing is this will be the 2021, It'll be 2021 awards 2021. that we will be having.
6: Oh, okay.
2: But it's, but it's maybe like getting students involved who are back in September. I, you know, the weather's like a little bit more predictable, I guess in the summer it's, it's predictable,
0: but I just think if we have a, a, a a deadline for ourselves and nominations that will force us to yeah. make the other decisions. And maybe we that at that May meeting on the 12th, we can outline kind of a more specific uh, timeline. But to me, the first thing that to get going is the nomination. So that takes the the longest.
3: Yeah, usually And we could
0: just set whatever arbitrary deadline you want, Jessica, based on when you get a chance to email.
3: Yeah. So when I think about this, I think, OK, so we have a deadline for. Nominations and the two things that immediately follow that just so we're aware are the subcommittee meeting and deciding and then the commission will vote to approve the awards. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if we have a deadline, the end of May, we're not going to turn around and approve those awards in June. So it would be July or something. I mean, that's fine, but I just want to make you aware that we're not going to suddenly uh, move forward in right. June. Uh,
0: yeah, I feel like August or September is our likely
3: yeah.
0: timeline based on that. And
4: then if we're going to talk about this in May, should we talk already about next year's calendar so that we're saying these things two months prior so that if the idea is to get us back towards a May?
0: Because would the idea be to get us. I the a normal it has y- to be May. The reason we picked May was because it's preservation it, all, month. It's preservation month. But the the challenge with spring. With, with the first half of the year is we get the most applications, both staff review and otherwise, and, and our staff time is tightest. Right. Um, because we only have half staff essentially. Right. I mean, the city will tell you otherwise, but that's sure. Um, uh, anyway, so that is the challenge with May. So I think generally a summer fall is, is just kind of realistic okay. of what we're able to do, given the the limitations of what we got.
3: Yeah, when I first came here, it was in January just because that's what they was the dead time.
2: Sounds yeah. like something you wanted. I almost like an outdoor, some kind of outdoor thing. It sounds lovely with some champagne. Yeah, as
3: long we we do need to show slides so we can <laughs> oh, okay. show
0: show yeah, the we, projects. We, we, we it's a visual about, thing. Yeah, we've talked about doing it at like one of the historic landmarks potentially. Yeah. Or there's a, a lot of options we've talked about. Could we Ooh, get film to loan us their screen? Yeah, we. I think there's. I mean, there's all kinds of options. Mm-hmm all of this here I'm not gonna I'm, not, I'm no
3: I think I think why don't why don't we do as is Kevin was was thingy so we'll set a deadline for uh, nominations the end of May um.
0: yeah and it could be early June I just was trying to kind of get a
3: no I
4: think it's end of May sounds good yeah if we say if we yeah. put a June word in there right. then it'll slip yeah let's the
3: make June. it um we, either the 20th or the 23rd so that we're a week ahead of yes. the end of I think
0: May 23rd makes sense that's okay. people can do their thing over the weekend if they want okay. and then we can bring our ideas in a meeting or after if we yeah done. and you they d- could go directly don't we don't have to talk about it at the meeting it's just no. not for really us to see each other
3: yeah it would be best if we don't talk about nominations at a meeting just so they're not in the minutes just in case we don't want somebody to think we did have somebody a few years ago who thought that they were getting an award and they weren't and they they even came to the show (laughs) it was uh, really unfortunate
0: i must have blocked that out or was before my time yeah
3: i i don't actually know why they thought that but whatever um so yeah the deadline the 23rd may 12th we'll mention it again to you guys so that you can have the same deadline of the 23rd but we'll um, try to get something on on facebook i can definitely email the contractors soonish so that they can have a little time and then we can move from there and
0: i think just i'll try to maybe you and i can maybe chat before, before the may meeting we can kind of outline a, a timeline and
3: yeah some
0: things that sounds uh, good what we need to decide at what point we did that i think last time too mm-hmm.
7: i'll i'll do a facebook announcement if you want i think last year the photograph just wasn't it was a weird photograph
3: okay okay sure <laughs> that sounds good
0: um good
3: um, i I have actually two things with the discussion, the other thing that's on there, and then I also have a thing to add. Um, I wanted to know if anyone had any thoughts that they might want to to attend the Preserve Iowa Summit, the annual state conference. Um, It is June 2nd through 4th, so it's usually the Thursday through the Saturday. It's in Mason City. I am not attending. And um, so it's possible I, it's possible we could um, pay for one. I'm interested
7: that. That would be my last meeting, I think.
3: Oh, OK. Well, I mean, our meeting would be the week after that. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be interested. Mm-hmm. Anybody else would just be
0: interested? I might. I've thought about it just because it might work in my life. It, Saturday certainly will not, but I could do like the wednesday thursday and come back friday night and to be cheaper on the hotel and that saturday morning is always the kind of a light day but i I don't know
3: and i frankly don't know what our budget is just an fyi i wanted to find out if there was any interest so that we can figure out what the budget might be so you would not be there until saturday you'd be just the thursday friday i'd probably go
0: up wednesday night depending on when it starts thursday and then leave check out Friday morning and leave after the sessions
3: and you um maybe the whole thing maybe the whole thing okay and I'll just get back to you on that
7: if if budgets a concern then just like one overnight and two days
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay oh oh and then the other thing is we do have um Cecile and Sherry and Jordan whose terms are all up Cecile and Sherry have both put in two terms so it's uh, you can certainly apply again if you'd like but it's unlikely that council will will appoint you again. Um, Jordan you've only had one term so you can certainly apply again and hopefully council would appoint you again but then otherwise we would really appreciate it if anyone can help. Uh, We would need a new Brown Street representative, a new Summit Street representative, we still need um, uh, East College Street, Jefferson Street, and I believe we might need a Woodlawn representative since I'm we. I'm gonna check with Kevin. We have not had um, our representative show up for a few meetings this year, so. Uh,
0: May tenth, I believe, is the deadline for those applications.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, so get it in if you want to do that.
2: All right, can I just resend?
3: <laughs> there's a form okay right, right. It's, it's, and they, it's two questions okay great. and it's they like do, familiarity
0: with the commission and why do you want to be on it
3: okay and they do want you to make an effort I will by May 10th
0: May 10th is the deadline I believe it's it I will uh, it's in it was it's in the council packet and I'm sorry I didn't look that up I, it, I it did is. it is it it definitely is okay
3: May 10th mm-hmm.
4: Jessica could you send a formal email about that to us
3: all of you mm-hmm. I, yeah. I,
4: I would
0: appreciate that
4: just of the districts that need reps and
0: yeah yeah and then we could Jessica if you could maybe just link the link to the maps just so that you know what I mean like because like the East College is like just this it's like so the challenge with just for for reference with with Jefferson East College and Woodlawn in particular it, 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 there's just not a lot of houses yeah there's only so many residents and particularly with Woodlawn there's very little turnover in that neighborhood Yep. And several of I mean everyone who's ever wanted to serve I think already has, mm-hmm. uh, and that uh, the, the of those but like there is houses. that apartment building. Is yeah, right? which is which is helpful. Have
2: um, we put up like flyers there there? No, or? I don't know. Kev- our our
0: representative. from there. Kevin. There.
3: Yeah. He he does live there. He I think that he might have a class conflict right now. Yeah. I'm not sure.
0: That may change in May yeah. uh with finals and whatnot, which could be the issue. Right. So yeah. I have his phone number. I got it from Jessica tonight. I'm gonna call
3: just like uh jefferson street it's a similar situation where most of the properties are rental properties so the owners can't be representatives but the residents who live in the district can be a representative
0: um and the 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 challenge is that those the terms of the commission often don't align right this is due may 10th all those a lot of those people are are if they are moving won't are done on you know mid-july or whatever and then move back in on August 1st so it's a little tricky for that one in particular
2: yeah
0: Um, but those are the those are the three uh or the two we have and then the three that are up up again in
2: order to have a historic uh neighborhood do you do you have to have a representative on the commission the requirement is set by the state
3: that every historic district we have must have one representative on the commission wow and then our quorum comes from our total representative count so our total representative I mean the commission should be 12 people yeah and so seven is a quorum and I mean frankly if if we wouldn't be able to have meetings if we didn't have enough representatives yeah
0: we should think about adding a, like a, another at large just so that we have a more that's just yeah. Yeah. the
2: good life at large
0: yep okay we're getting ready to adjourn we just need a motion to adjourn before you go
7: I move we adjourn.
0: <laughs> um, in a second.
7: Gra- I second.
0: All in favor? I. Uh, our I. adjourned. Also, we have our assistant city manager here. Uh, just hello. wanted to say welcome before we finished. Uh, you're welcome. We're
4: adjourned, but you're welcome to. Just wanted to uh, say hello, um, Redmond Jones, deputy city manager. I've been with the city now for seven months. So. I'm finally getting out to some of the commissions and and introducing myself. So, thank you for coming.
2: Yeah, welcome. We have fun.
4: Yes, <laughs> yeah, we're one of the better ones.
2: <laughs> <laughs>